It's another edition of the Clear with Contact podcast live from the Tyler Hughes Motorsports Studios. Here's your host, Tyler Hughes and Cody Jordan. Well, welcome back to Clear with Contact, episode 19. It is Wednesday, July 5th, 2023. Man, we had an interesting weekend here. <laughs> it was like a blizzard of DQs. Yeah. Might as well just call this episode a DQ blizzard. Yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> Oh, man. I am Tyler Hughes. I am joined by my co-host, Cody Jordan. Cody, what were you up to this weekend? You were not at South Boston like you said you might be last week. Exactly. I said I might be. <laughs> exactly. You failed us. I failed you. <laughs> now, uh, I was hanging out with a family this weekend um, down in Ocean City. at their uh, Jordan's parents have a condo down there, so we were hanging out. Went on the boat a couple times. Um, yeah. I watched, I mean, I watched the race, you know what I mean? I watched every, watched the cup race, watched South Boston 200. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I watched everything. I just was enjoying the, enjoying it from the comfort of my own, well, not even my own home, somebody's home. Um, but no, I wish I, I wish I would have gone, but then I'm also glad that I get to spend time with them. So, um, yeah, we went out on the boat, fished, caught some flounder. I did not, her dad did. Yeah. I, I was skunked all weekend. Were you about as skunked as you were on the uh, the fishing trip of the bachelor party? I wasn't sick. They were like, <laughs> they kept looking at me. Are you okay? I was like, oh, trust me, I'm fine. It's when I'm, you know, going when when the waves coming above the the <laughs> the the vessel is when I think I start to have the problem. And when it's a span of two hours of the same thing happening, I yeah. think I think that's where I I was getting uh, messed up. But. Go did ahead. you did you guys mainly stay like inshore or did you go offshore yeah, yeah. running? Yeah, we stayed like right in the bay. We went behind Assateague a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um but then we came back and kinda fished around fifty bridge. Um so everything's kinda right on the bay. Um but yeah. So he caught two flounder the what Monday? Monday the, that one was a little small. Sundays that one was pretty good size. That was like fifteen. 15 and a half. I had to be 16 to gotcha. keep them. Um, we're not cheaters. We're not cheaters like some of these <laughs> other people. Yeah, uh, man. There was a, a lot of DQs this weekend, for yeah. sure. The uh, I want to ask you one more question before we jump into this, though. But um, did So you guys didn't catch, like, a whole lot of throwbacks or nothing out no. there. Yeah. So we used to go fishing a bunch just behind Astatique and around Route 50 in the thoroughfare like you did this past weekend. And... I always remember there was usually a lot of throwbacks, and you probably have to catch about five to eight of them to eventually get your first, you know, keeper. Yeah. But I've been told if you go offshore, there's a, you can get into some bigger fish out there if you go, you know, I don't know, five, ten miles off, I guess. Yeah. But never really got to do that, so. But, um, so yeah, man. All right, let's jump in. <laughs> let's get the, let's do, Ooh. let's do South Boston first. Yeah. You were, you were there. Yeah, I was there. Uh. Man, we went and tested Wednesday and uh, showed up with a pretty good car. Uh, we made it way more laps than what we did last year uh, in practice. <laughs> so we actually... Well, you didn't plow through a fence this time. Yeah. And yeah, we had <laughs> kept the whole car clean the entire weekend. So we did a really good job of that. Um, had a pretty decent car. Friday, we kind of struggled, man. It was kind of a weird racetrack. And um, I felt like we were battling turn most of the weekend and then i made a few adjustments in the back of the car and we got the car freed up and rolling the middle better but we lost a lot of forward drive doing it so i knew kind of forward drive would be like really important for saturday that track with those f50s since it's kind of getting some age on it gets a little bit slicker and i knew that mason would have to have a little bit of forward drive to drive up off the bottom underneath people make passes and stuff and um kind of went back on some of that and tried to just saturday morning tighten them up we were still on the same tires from friday but i felt like we were decently quick um we went out first thing on brand new tires on friday 
and we laid down a 15-2-6-2 untaped and we were just kind of on our practice there and then as I was watching the board all day like we didn't really fall that much uh, people made some mock runs later in the evening on Friday and laid down some ones and then I was kind of wondering if those would hang around for Saturday because it was a lot cooler in the evening when people were making those mock runs and come Saturday uh, we made a mock run in third practice and we laid down a 2-5-2 and we were little tight center and just kind of sliding tires around a little bit. I went higher on air and I wanted to come back down to more or less where we were on our practice pressures and um, I just missed it in qualifying. We, uh, I, Mason told me he wanted to be just that little bit freer and I added two rounds to the right rear and the car got on top of the racetrack. So um, we were P4 overall on the day in practice on Saturday and then come qualifying we qualify 12th so um I still didn't feel like we were in bad shape felt right. like we still had a really good race car yeah because I mean there it's 200 laps you're not running qualifying laps every right every lap so you had to feel good going into 200 lap race yeah and we had a lot of good guys we were starting around we had Carson in front of us we had uh Mike Looney I think to our inside we had trevor ward behind us so like we weren't around any slouches like we right. had all really good cars around us i even pumped myself up a little bit up and tried to pump mason up with it i went back and in 2019 when i was leading that race and lost the right front we started 15th mm -hmm. and lee pulliam who almost won that race started 12th so i was like well maybe we're not in real bad shape like i, yeah. I think we'll be all right so um we just kind of bided our time. I mean, he didn't really make a whole lot of headway early on, and he told me he was running decently hard to kind of keep up with everybody. He's probably having to use up a little bit more tire than what he wanted to, and we just um, just kind of rode around inside the top ten. I mean, I think we were as high as seventh, and as I don't think we ever went back to twelfth. I think we hung around seventh to tenth yeah. pretty much all night long, and. Ended up coming away eighth. Uh, he fought really hard. Track position was a premium, um, even down to lane choice because it seemed like our car worked a little bit better on the top side. And there was one instance where we had just gotten by Brandon Pierce, I think, for seventh. And then we had a, we had a caution come out right afterwards, and they put Brandon back in front of us. Well, Brandon chose the top, and we had took the bottom and uh and that point like on that restart jacob borst drove back around us and i felt like we had a better car than jacob but he was yeah he was really difficult to pass he was really good up on the top side and uh that just put us back to ninth and i think we got one more spot back later in the race um to get us back to eighth i just can't remember who it was and uh trevor ward ended up getting by us on the outside so that was really frustrating just because, like, had we had uh, that spot in front of Brandon, had that caution not come out right away, we would have chosen the top right there where Brandon went and forced Brandon to the bottom, and I felt like we would have kept our spot. Yeah, and probably gained a spot or yeah, two. gained a spot or two and, you know, probably come away with a little bit better finish. Maybe those guys wouldn't have gotten back by us. Um, so, yeah, it, track position was really important. Out, trying to get our car to the outside was really important and there was quite a few restarts where we just weren't able to do that without losing too much yeah and we we really struggled to make some headway um he threw a hell of a haymaker on borst with two to go and uh i, I thought he was gonna get him but he just barely beat us out to the line i think by a quarter or half a car or something yeah um which sucks because now it would have put us top five yeah <laughs> so uh well that's a i mean I think we talked about it. South Boston's one of those races where, you know, you need to just get through it. Um, yeah. And you did. So you're, you're set up to go to Langley, which isn't one of the – Langley's now the seesaw race, right? So, like, you made it through that first stage, the first race, yep. in a good spot. I feel like a top 10 is a good spot, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. now you go to Langley, as long as you can have a decent run there, now you throw all your chips in at Martinsville. Yep. So you guys – I mean – 
<laughs> after South Boston, you're in a better spot than Peyton Sellers is. Yep. I and mean, Carson Quabble. And yeah, they're they're gonna dig that. They they have to dig themselves out of a hole at Langley. And even then, say they go win first and se- you know first second or whatever. As long as you guys are in top ten, you're still a better point shape. Yeah, absolutely. I think the one person who's got obviously the or I, I'll say two people who have got the two best chances of going into Langley and performing really well with a good head of steam going into Martinsville is Bobby and uh, Brendan. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously Brendan runs really good there. Uh, Bobby has, I think, won the Hampton Heat there before. Um, you know, Landon, I feel like, I think Landon's kind of struggled at Langley in the past, I believe. I can't really remember. Um, yeah, he hasn't he hasn't set the world on fire. Obviously. No, mm. And then you look at uh, Jacob Borst. I don't think he set the world on fire up there. Uh, we did not have a good finish last year. I don't know how we're gonna do. I'm hoping we do really well. Um, we just had mechanical issues last year, which kind of really hindered our race. So we'll have to see how this week or how this race goes. But um, I feel like if we can go in and get another top five top ten we'll be in really good shape yeah, going into martinsville absolutely so, yeah um, and i know i talking about the top um at south boston i remember a couple years ago with connor paul we ran there and i think if, what ironically happened i think schaefer got to us running lee pulliam's car we were third and i was one of those people that like I want a podium although it does nothing for me I just want a podium just say we got it right and uh Schaefer got to us and I told Connor to run the top and he was like I'm not good up top and I'm like I don't care Schaefer will pass you up top if you don't yeah and uh we ended up going up there and keeping third just held Jonathan at bay and I remember Lee came up to me and was like god damn you (laughs) I was (laughs) like wait man I want third you know what I mean yeah but But there was Mason even admitted to me on the ride home he was like there were some really good spotter calls in the race because he noticed that a lot of the times when he would make a move to the top or you know try to make a move to the bottom someone would kind of block his line or if he would go to the top to get a run the next corner someone someone else would jump up there yeah so um there was a lot of that going on the entire race and you can tell like a lot of these really good teams in the tour and teams that obviously run up front all everywhere they go um the guys who had really good spotters were were able to do that it was an interesting race too i was talking to scott riggs before and he called it man he was like you know every year that there is a really hot slick day on a friday everybody's testing everybody's running the bottom slipping and sliding around down there they get their cars set up and then come race time and nighttime, everybody goes straight to the top and it's like three grooves of racing. And if you're not good on the bottom, you're just going to go to the top and ride there. And it's going to be kind of like a single file race yeah. all night long. And, um, they're that that's pretty much exactly what happened to a yeah. T. So I know we were struggling to get by Boris and Pendleton in there at the end. I mean, it was literally just one groove on the top and yeah. we couldn't do nothing with them. And I know, you know, Bobby was second. <clears throat> well, he won, but you know, ran second in the race, and I feel like he was the only one on the bottom up front that like could actually make headway. You know what I mean? Get runs on people. It was still hard to pass down there, but he was the only one that really could stick the bottom and run it that you know well. I noticed Huffman could do it too. Yeah, um, Huffman did it kind of late on Brendan. Brendan was very much pounding the top side most of the night, and I noticed when him and um, when Queen and Huffman were running side by side, Huffman could drive up off the bottom of the racetrack, like over the flat, and, and off the of four, yeah. keep it and make headway. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was just a that all about how your car was set up. That was the difference of being up front, being able or getting forced kind of to take the bottom to yep. not lose two spots, and then being able to stay in that spot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, we we were just stuck, man. <laughs> yeah. So that's sometimes that's how that race goes. It's it's tough. It's a, it's a hard race to win. Yeah, there was a lot of um, dumb wrecks that happened. <laughs> I will say that much. I mean, yeah. like the first one with uh, Trevor Ward, Mike Looney, 
Um, There's a shocker. And and uh, Michael Rogers. I mean, Mike Michael was just kind of there on the bottom, you know, trying to get out of the way as a lap car. And you got guys three wide, and then well, who was it that drove in there and lost it? Well, so Trevor ran in the back of Michael Rogers and turned him around and started that whole deal. Is that but the one in three? Getting in the three, yeah. It was like lap 18. Yeah, I thought that was the... So Mike Looney kind of... So it was Borst, Looney, and Trevor Ward three wide. Yeah. Borst was on the the very top outside. Looney was in the middle. Ward was on the bottom. Borst cleared them pretty quickly. And then it looked like Looney tried to shove Trevor Ward behind Michael Rogers to use him as a pick to get clear of Trevor off of four. Well, when he did, <laughs> Trevor just ran straight in the back of Michael and turned him around, and Sam Yarborough came piling in. Yeah, okay. So that started that whole chain reaction. And then you had, right after the 100-lap break, Kyle Dudley take it three That's wide. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Dudley running in there three wide and then just loses Un- it. And I'm like, like, what are you doing? If you're going to drive in that hard, you – you can't lose it. You got to yeah. not look like an idiot. Yeah, he he drove it straight up on the bottom <laughs> trying to make it three wide. I don't know where he was going and there was still a lot of laps left in that one too. I mean, it was right after the halfway break and I mean, the dude was having a really good run. Yeah. So when they so then they went three wide, me and Jordan were watching it on my computer and it was so funny. We were watching and they went three wide and I'm like, "Watch this, they're going to wreck." Just joking. And then Dudley goes in there and loses it all. It and she's like, how do you know it's going to happen? And I'm like, this is live. Like, I, promise, <laughs> I promise I didn't like go forward and come back. Yeah. There was just some wrecks like that that weren't. Not necessary. Because like, no. Dudley was having a good day. He was having a good day. I mean, like, and I, I think I mentioned to her, I'm like, Kyle's always fast. But, man. I th- he doesn't have he many some, great showings in these big races. He and makes he was some finally dumb decisions. One. Yeah. And that well, was one of them. So, I'm like, yeah. So Mike Waddell was telling me in his interview that he came over the mic and said, "Oh yeah, like you know, I don't have, I don't run that great that often, and like I, I had an opportunity there, and I just stuck it in there, and it didn't work." And it's like, well, maybe you don't run that great that often because you make decisions like that. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm glad you're. He, he had a fast car. Yeah, man. he did. He, I, I thought he was. I thought for sure that was a top five car. Yeah, pa- patience would have gone a long way in that one. Absolutely. Um, and then, dude, Austin Thaxton. Oh, hard man. hit. That, that was hard. That was the hardest hit I've ever watched standing outside of a race car in a late model race. Yeah. Like, I mean, broadside, went in, driver's door first. Like, that was a really hard hit. I'm he looked like really he was about to throw was, down, too. Yeah. He was pissed. I'm I'm just glad the guy's all right. Because, yeah. I mean, that, that could have been a hell of a lot worse. Oh, absolutely. So... DQs. Yeah. So, so yeah. Carson Quapple comes away with a win, and Bobby McCarty runs second, Landon Huffman third. Uh, they went into the tech shed. Threw two of them out. Yep. They threw the eight car out in the 12 of Landon Huffman. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, kind of a wild deal. I mean, we haven't seen anybody really get thrown out at any of these big races in a really long time. What's about um, damn time? Um, yeah, I mean, look. I'm actually happy to see Tech step up and do their job and throw people out when they need to be. Yeah. And because there's been a lot of things over the years that has been in question and there's been a lot of talk around the pits that this happened, that happened, and, you know, some stuff that's been hush-hush, maybe swept underneath the rug. And this just confirms that, you know, they weren't playing around. They found stuff wrong and they threw them out because they needed to be. It wasn't in the rule book, right? Yeah. So, um, I'm actually kind of happy to see Tech step up and do that. Yeah. To make it's one thing because they'll come out and say, you know, this this wasn't maybe 100% right, but we're not going to do anything about it. But this wasn't right. Well, if you're going to do that, then you have to. You it's there has to be some kind of consequence to you not being right. Right. I, I just don't think they've done that in years past, and now it looks like over the past seven days they've done that pretty well. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of, hey, don't bring it back next week mentality. Right. And, like, now, I is don't this know. because I've, it's the Triple Crown? 
Uh, I don't Are you going to see this every week at South Boston? Well, I mean, so Jeff Bomar, who's head of yep. tech at South Boston, he threw Lee Pulliam out a couple of years ago for a skewed rear end. Yep. And I don't think that that was during a big race. That was just, I think, on a weekly show. Right. So, I mean, Jeff is notorious for checking rear ends yeah. at Sobo to make sure they're not cambered and they're not towed. And if they're wrong, they're wrong. Like, that 12 car had a cambered rear end, and they threw it out. Yeah. Um, now, I'll throw Landon's case out there. He wants to say that he had contact, and that bent the rear on both sides. It's possible. I mean, maybe a little far-fetched. But, I mean, both sides. Yeah. You bent both sides that have camber put in seemingly the right way. Um, and then also they threw him out for a shock and shock and spring. I don't know what all that was about. He was saying that they were trying to say it was cool binding, I guess. And they were trying to prove in data that it wasn't. Um, so I don't know what that was all about. I haven't totally heard too much about that. And then the eight car got thrown out for, uh, an illegal left rear shock that, I guess had a piston in it that was wrong. Um, the word is is that they were trying to get this piston approved through NASCAR. NASCAR hasn't done anything with it yet, and I guess maybe the Cars Tours allowed it. But at the same point in time, it's when you got to look at your rule book and make sure that you're going to come straight up. Mm-hmm. So, my thought process on the whole thing. I mean, hell, if I was spotting for Bobby McCarty, I said thrown burn that son of a gun out you know what i mean but at the same time like we failed on something that i don't think is why, why is it legal one spot and then you go to the cars tour race and it's or you know it's legal at the cars tour it's not legal in nascar and it's it's it seems like a lot of that's been going on like why why don't we just have late model stock car rules well so the one thing i'll say like i was looking at the cars tour rules before the show and the cars tour rules are a lot more vague than what the NASCAR rulebook is. Like, the NASCAR rulebook is a lot more detailed. To the point. To the point. Yeah. Um, now, do I think that both series should have their rules in line? Absolutely. Yes. You should be able to go around the Cars Tour. You and should be able to go. not worry about. Yeah. Go, should, go, go the you, next week and not worry about, oh, I wonder if I everything I'm running yeah, because it makes it hard for these people to do that. It does. And, you know, I think historically over the years, like the Cars Tour is like the Cars Tour shocks are a lot more open than what um, NASCAR is. NASCAR, you know, like say for the Penske, you're only allowed linear pistons or high flip pistons. You're not allowed base valves. In the Cars Tour, you can run whatever piston you want. I don't know about base valves. I'd, I'd have to go back and confirm that. But um, it's basically an open shock rule. Yeah. So, you know, if you're running the Cars Tour and you come over, like, are you going to go swap all your stuff over? I don't know. I mean, they dude, they haven't checked shocks in the last three or four years. And, like, this is the first time I remember them checking shocks. I yeah. mean, since probably back when we were running ride height, Maybe as far back as 2015. Yeah. Well, and see, here's like, so here's my points is that, do you think, I'll just ask the question, do you think that maybe next year the Cars Tour is going to more align with what NASCAR is doing? Do you think Cars Tour officials and ownership is going to get with NASCAR and say, hey, like, let's try to find common ground to where, because if you look at it, like, maybe this is the reason why people that want to run the Cars Tour are saying screw it to running weekly because they have to worry about this. Um, yeah, I think they will. I think they know that there's a disconnect between NASCAR and, and the Cars Tour. I think NASCAR in the past has been very adamant about these are our rules. We're not changing our ways. Whereas the Cars Tour is kind of probably a little bit more open to change than what NASCAR is because I almost feel like if if it doesn't come from NASCAR like NASCAR doesn't want it yeah. so um, I, I do hope they get it more in line because at the end of the day like 
you want to be able to take your car and go run NASCAR and go run the cars tour and not feel at a disadvantage when you go to the cars tour and right. not feel like you're cheating when you go to NASCAR. And there's a, and the, you know, there's a distance between the performance of it too, right? You can, you have to run this strict shock in NASCAR. Okay. So I want to run South Boston or any track before the cars tour comes there, right? On a weekly show. I want to go run a weekly show there. You go do that in a NASCAR rule book or with a NASCAR, you know, rule book car. You got to change stuff over to the car store. Yeah, so how do you know what you're, same. how do you know what you're racing with? Or right. you know what I mean? Like what you're up against. You're not up against the same style car that's going to be there. I mean, every, I mean, they're pretty much the same, but there's a lot of performance enhancing things that you can do legally with a, or with a car store. Right. Like if you can run different shocks from, cars tour to nascar like and to your point you want to go run a weekly show before the cars tour race like how are you dialing yourself in for the cars tour if you can't run the same shocks right. and then if you do run them you're cheating right so like you know if the if the weekly tracks want some um more attention and more car count and they want those cars tour people to come in and maybe run a race like that and get used to the track. Yeah. Like that's where NASCAR and cars tour need to find common ground. Right. Um, I also think too, like cars tours historically wanted their cars like to be bigger, better, faster than, you know, the NASCAR guys. And I think that's maybe why they allow some of the different rules, you know, like yeah, better shock packages than what, um, you know, NASCAR stuff is to make their cars look like they're faster than the weekly guys. Yeah. And, so, it's, and it's probably honestly a, you know, NASCAR weekly racing, late model stock car racing has been made to be budget friendly. Yeah. They don't want you to be able to go out and buy high dollar shocks or high dollar this or that. So, I mean, I get that, but it's just like, I don't, I don't know. When I don't you, think when it's it, any more high dollar than exact, what you're yeah go ahead that's it, my point it, it's it's not a more high dollar than what there's no okay if you want to go run a weekly show or a weekly car at dominion each week if you want to go and win i'm sorry there's no budget friendly option to that no there's not buy a u car listen you're gonna spend one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars to build a brand new race car more than likely just roundabout number right uh, yes you're probably going to spend $125,000 to go build a car store car. Like, it's it's, it's literally the same this, car. Exactly. So, like, there's, there's no nothing... budget-friendly late model stock car group anywhere, yeah. NASCAR or car store. So, yeah. let's just make these rules the same. That way, it makes this easier for everybody to be able to go back and forth, back and forth. I mean, that's a lot of work. And if you don't, if you're, if you're a Monday to Friday day job guy, you can't do you it. You can't do that. No. No. And And both sides want the same thing. Cars Tour wants 30 cars a race. They would love to have what they had at Hickory and yeah. not have to knock out qualify. They would love that. Dominion, Langley, South Boston, Florence, all these places, they want 30 cars a night. They want full fields. They want. They don't want people thinking, man, I can't go there because I'm running for a national tour and they don't get full fields. They don't want that. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's all correct, man. Yeah. I just, I, we just need to, I think, what we're both trying to say is everybody just needs to get on the same page of, hey, let's make this better for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, you'll see, you know, less cheating and, you know, less confusion back and forth from series to series, I think. Yep. So. Well, so we have Bobby McCarty win it officially. You yep. guys come away sixth. Yeah. Almost fifth. Ah, oh, no, man. Uh, Brandon yeah, Queen, I'm... you mentioned him, finished his second officially now. Yep. Um, Trevor Ward, third. Uh, Pembleton, uh, yeah, yep. Trevor Ward, third. Pendleton, fourth. Boar's fifth. And us, sixth. Yep. So um, so now we look forward to the Hampton Heat in three weeks. So that'll be another good one. Yep. Um, we talk about NASCAR throwing people out. Let's get down to last week, middle of the week show. We got the Cars Tour. Lane Riggs wins in... KHI's what second appearance with that car? Yep. And boom. Gets tossed for ends. Yeah. So the story that I heard around the pits all weekend was basically that that team had built their car off of an old rule book. And 
um, Rodney had the rule book in hand and there was no rule in the rule book about the size of the sway bar ends at the time. Well, they had to go and dig it up in a new rule book that they found the rule that the sway bar ends had to be an inch and three quarter, which is NASCAR rules, gotcha. by the way. So, um, I guess the car store didn't have a rule on it at the time. And, you know, he was like, well, why am I going to go spend all this money to buy inch and three quarter end bars when I got these two inch bar ends, you know, sitting around from the Xfinity days that they were literally just going to get rid of. Yeah. I'll just use them. And, um, he got popped. So, um, performance enhancing or not, uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, at the end of the day, like, I think a bar is the same thing as a shock or, or sorry, not a shock. A bar is the same thing as a spring. It has a rate and say if their bar rate was 400 pounds with a two inch end bar, they can go find a bar that was an inch and three quarter end. That was a 400 pound bar. Yeah. It's like running a, it's like running a, a a 10 inch spring versus a, you know, 16 inch spring. That's a, the same rate so yeah but either way either black way and, black and white yeah either way disqualified out. um yeah to get to your point about performance enhancing uh, yeah i don't i don't know i think he kicked ass and yeah. i think they i think uh going forward uh, kevin harvick and Rodney Childers are looking at Lane Riggs as their guy because he did. He kicked their ass. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I was I was pretty impressed of getting up to Carson and just drove by him. Yeah. Didn't lean. I mean, I think he leaned on him a little bit, whatever. But, I mean, it wasn't anything like, I got to move you to win. Yeah. He, he got out there and left. He clearly had the better car. Definitely. And I don't think Sway Bar was the difference. No. So, Jared Fryer comes away with a win in that one uh, after that disqualification. Yep. Um, and Jared had a really good car all night too. I mean, he had an impressive showing for yeah. sure. Another person we talked about earlier in the year thought was going to kind of do a lot with the new team was Mason Diaz. He finally had a good run. Yeah, he did. He had a really Start, impressive started run. Started deep too. Yeah, he did. So Mason told me the one thing that he's struggled with this year is qualifying. And again, he qualified pretty deep in the field. So, um, but he just simply had a really good race car Saturday night, drove through the field and got himself up in the top five for a good finish. This is someone you and I have talked about multiple times on this show, just kind of waiting to have a really good run. He's in really good equipment with Chad Bryant and, um, finally glad to see him, you know, get through and get another top five. Um, is it his first of the year? Uh, I don't know if it's his first of the year. It's his first run that I feel like he was a, a contender. A, yeah. yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I feel like that was a more dominant run. He may have had it a top five earlier in the year. I'm not really sure, but yeah. this was the first one that definitely he showed. He showed up, showed out. Absolutely. Another notable is that Chase Burrow ends up coming away with a pole. He yeah. had trouble later on in the race. Um, really cool to see that team get their first pole of the year. Um, they've been always kind of running consistently top 10. Yeah. Last and, year uh, was amazing for them. Yeah. They had a really good year last year. I don't, uh, I don't know if it's been as good this year. Uh, they've had some bad luck. Yeah, they had this, exactly. Right. Yeah. They have had two wrecks at, um, they had the one at mm-hmm. Wilkesboro and then they had one the week before at, I think it was ACE. Mm-hmm. And then they've also blown a tire at Dominion, blew a tire in this race. Just a lot of bad luck that has kind of hindered that team but yeah, I look for really him. good showing yeah I look for him to win a race I hope he does because um I'm me and his spotter Justin Posey are really good friends and I hope you know Justin's been a part of that team with Chase and I, I they're just destined for a win it's just you can tell that they've shown speed anywhere they go it's not even like they have a forte kind of track it's just anywhere they go they've been good yeah his dad uh Chase and his dad both build cars you know for a living and uh they have their own fabrication shop they have their own chassis that they build and for them to go into the cars tour not a whole lot of people run after hours cars or it's more 
more or less a lot of local people that run their their cars so for them to go into the car store and set on the pole um is uh really impressive for that little team absolutely and uh yeah i hope they get a i hope they get a win too man that'd be that'd be big for those guys so another notable i want to bring up was uh kyle larson yeah. running, oh, the, yeah. running the car store race he uh, sucked. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did not suck. have a great showing. No. So, now we got to think, though. This guy didn't come from late models. Uh, so, like. You know, he won the Daytona late model race, right? Uh, yeah. But I'm saying, like, he didn't. Remember, he spun, like, C. Falk yeah, last lap? <laughs> I do. I remember that. I'm just saying, he didn't come from this. No. So, like, being his second. Well, I don't know if it's a second race. He probably is a handful. But I'm saying, yeah. like, his career was not built on late model. I am not building Kyle Larson up. I'm saying that he's not a guy that does this a lot and then comes in here and runs Listen, top ten. The you guy know? got into a dirt super late model mm-hmm. for the first time and, like, was fast. Ran up front. Yeah. You got into a junior motorsports late model stock car and ran – average like he didn't go set the world on right. fire he didn't go win the race he didn't really run the top five no barely ran what, top 10 i think my opinion that says more about the talent in late model stock car racing and how hard it is 100%. versus you know how good how kyle good kyle larson is because i think kyle larson is an unbelievable talent right there's no question about that i mean Guy goes and wins sprint car races, super late model races, cup races. I think the guy could win a race in a horse and buggy. Yeah. <laughs> like, but the talent in late model stock car racing is so difficult and so hard. Yeah. But this guy came in and ran to average. Yeah. Like, in a, in a junior motorsports late model. Yeah. And one thing, I mean, yeah. One thing is Carson didn't run that great either. No. He ran, what did he come away? It was fourth, third, I think. Third or fourth? Yeah, something like that. So, 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 like, you know, you go back to, like, Junior coming back to North Wilkesboro last year. You know, they ran first and third, but they were, they were both dominant. Like, you could tell the cars yeah. were dominant, whereas here, not so much. And he still came away with, what, a top ten? Yeah, he so, did. So, regardless, yeah, I think a lot of people outside of knowing late model stock car racing expected him, oh, he's racing a weekday show with some other group. He's probably gonna win. Yeah, he did didn't. Not. No, no, not not even close. Didn't wasn't even cont- in contention. Yeah, there for a while. Didn't think he was gonna crack top ten. No, which was kind of nuts. I was like, he done hit the fence. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, this, he made human mistakes. Yeah, it was kind of like that guy with the stick, like do something. poking him, like do something. Yeah, <laughs> like could. I was I was waiting for it all race long, but he never really. Uh, had the run to really march forward into the top five. Looking forward though, I, I'd love to see him try it again. I would too. I think I, it's I in want his, it back. I think it's in his blood to like. Well, I got to go win one now. Right, another one. A, yeah, a car sport race. You know. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's good for the sport. Mm-hmm. You know, to have someone as big of a name as Kyle Larson in the cars tour. Um, I hope Junior keeps putting other drivers in yeah. his other cars to come run these races. Um, hell, I'd love to see Chase Elliott come run a race, and you know he's running Slinger. I know. Next get he's he's a big super late model guy. We yeah. got to get him into the cars yeah. tour stuff, man. Got to get him come running these late model him stocks. And, him and Byron both. Yeah, Byron, both. I feel like Byron would come do it. Definitely would do it because Byron used to run for Junior Motorsports in a late model stock. So this, this is wild. Junior Motorsports is pulling from Hendrick now, <laughs> right? It's usually the other way around. I know. So uh, Alex Bowman's like, I'm not getting in anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But um, no, I I think it's good for the sport to have these big drivers come in and you know run these races and you know even if they're not you know a super big race, let's say like a Martinsville or you know these thirty thousand dollar to win. What is it? The old state nationals. Old North State Nationals. Yep. Old, old North State Nationals. Get that's your a mouthful, dude. That's a mouthful. <laughs> that's uh next month yep so so uh but either way still cool to see him come in wednesday night run this race mm-hmm. and uh you know it was a packed house they 
people show up to see Kyle Larson, man. And yeah. I think it's I think it's awesome for our sport. You know what they should do then? If he wants to run weekday shows, he should just show up, show up to Southern National next week too. Daddy ought to. Why not? I mean, just to get him more experience in a race car. Yeah. That, Southern that National's be. pretty uh, big car driver friendly, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like it is. somebody coming from the cup stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. High bank. That would be cool for him to show up to that one. Get to go run against him. Yeah. So. Well, we also had the pro late model race at Caraway on Wednesday night, along with the late model stocks. Um, Caden Quapple took the lead early and dominated that one. Yeah, not much there other than Caden Quapple dominated yeah. that one. <laughs> but Katie uh, Hettinger, uh, yeah, we we talked about her earlier in the year how she probably destined for a good win, a couple wins this year. Good uh, little driver, probably gonna race for a championship. Yeah, and she again shows consistency. Yeah, she's uh. She's been having a lot of good runs this year. We're just kind of waiting for her to break through and get that win. But as long as you're running in the top three, man, it's going gonna, gonna, it, it's, it's to get there eventually. Absolutely. So let's move down to Florence where we got another disqualification. <laughs> and another one. <laughs> and another one. I mean, Gosh. so Cade Brown ends up winning that race down there and gets disqualified for – Basically having the entire underside of his car panned off. What, do you think this is an airplane? <laughs> God dang. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I heard there was, like, Lexan underneath the fuel cell, like, towards the back of the car. Like, couldn't see the drive shaft. Like, all that was panned off. It was, uh, I heard it was a little aggressive. We talk about, what was the last week I talked about Cade Brown and Tyler Matthews going to different places. Yeah. Right? Well, if you're cheating that bad, just stay at Hickory. <laughs> right. Just stay at Hickory. Uh, Don't go anywhere else. Yeah, I. That's uh, you know, I kind of wonder if that's uh contributed to some of some of his success down at Hickory this year. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So Matt Cox ends ends up uh being declared the winner after that race. We also had the Smart Mods down at Caraway on Saturday for the Revolutionary Ninety Nine. What a name. That is a badass name. That's a badass name. That makes me want to go. I wish they would have named it the Revolutionary 1776. That's a long race. (laughs) That is a long race. (laughs) But either way, uh, Burt Myers comes away with his second straight win of 2023. Uh, He had his rival, Tim Brown, right on his tail the entire last bit of the race. Yeah. So uh, I was kind of wondering if he would get moved late in the race there by Tim. He didn't try anything until, like, the last lap. But – clean race and Burt comes away with it yeah so uh just looking ahead we got twin 60s of dominion this weekend cars tour pro late model at wake uh we have late model stocks twin 40s at hickory and twin 50s at langley speedway this weekend yeah it should be a good race good race weekend and i'm excited and nervous and uh looking forward to see car counts yeah i will too yeah that's three that's three big Twin right I mean we have twins, which is good for national points. Yep. We have Dominion, Langley, Hickory, like you said. Dominion and Hickory have been struggling. Langley hasn't really been struggling, but with South Boston being off, I'm excited to see if Dominion's car count goes up. Hickory's car count goes up. Yep. One person I'm surprised we didn't see at South Boston this weekend was Connor Hall. Mm-hmm. Um took the weekend off to sit on his or actually not sit on a boat, but he boat. was working on a boat. Yeah. Um I was kind of surprised to see him not show up to South Boston just because it's a big race, full car count, part of the Triple Crown. Um, uh, I'm not. I don't think – I think a lot of guys that are in this Cars Tour deal are more focused on – I mean, obviously there's a lot of them that ran in that ser- – in that you know, for running the Triple Crown, but it's a lot of stress. Yeah. And when you're going for a Cars Tour championship, I, I feel like it's stress that – you know, Connor hasn't had the best season Mm-mm. as far as, like, compared to last year, the start of the last, se- last season. Um, and I think he's more focused on going out and winning car store races than he is about a triple crown. Now, I will be kind of looking forward to see, does he show up at Langley? Cause oh, I'm sure he will. He's kind of unbeatable well, so there. So I think Langley's uh, – I think the Hampton Heat is a um, – might not be a points-paying race. 
I, I wouldn't see how it could be. But either way, I mean... I, th- I think he'll show up. I think he'll show up because it's close to home, but you never never know, man. I, mean, he, I think he, he'll probably want to continue his dominance down there and try to get that $10,000. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Your car's already set up. It's running good down there. Why wouldn't you try? That's a good point. Um, But also, I'll throw out there one more for coming up next. Uh, Southern National is hosting a 200-lap Wednesday night race, not tonight Wednesday, next Wednesday. Um. We're actually going to go to that one. You're going to go? Yeah, 6000 to win. Six grand. So that'll be a fun race to go to. And uh, pretty cool Diaz is doing, you know. Midweek a, stuff. Yeah, midweek race and, you know, putting up some pretty decent money. Yeah. So uh, we'll go try and take that one. All right. See how we do. So what do you got for dirt this week, man? Yeah, we had the Power Eye National Midgets uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, Riley Kreisel won his first career Power Eye National Midget Race at Central Missouri Speedway on Friday. And Gavin Miller, young kid we talked about running for Keith Coons this year, won his second, I believe it's the second win of the year, at Lake Ozark Speedway. USAC Sprint Cars were at Lincoln Park Speedway Friday and Saturday, but that got postponed due to all those power outages out in the Midwest. They had all those bad storms this week, this past weekend. So they postponed both of Friday and Saturday's show to Monday and Tuesday. No, I'm sorry, Sunday and Monday. So Friday, Saturday, pushed to Sunday, Monday shows. So they come in Sunday and cancel due to rain. So now no more Sunday show. Monday they go and race. That race was able to be ran. Brady Bacon won that. Um, the Lucas Oil Late Model Series were at Muskingum County Speedway. I hope to God I'm saying that right. Um, Friday and Saturday. Friday they had prelim features. Uh, Tim McCready, Hudson O'Neill, and Ricky Thornton Jr. won those. And Saturday, Ricky Thornton Jr. just sweeps another one. I mean, this is ridiculous. I, I think we're just going to name that. We're not even going to call it the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. It's going to be the Ricky Thornton Late Model Series because <laughs> just it's dominating. Dude, I'm telling you. And I mean, I think it was 30 grand. So wow. he's raking in cash. Yeah. I'm, I'm having ex- a really good year, man. Yeah, he is. Um, the World of Outlaw Late Models, they ran Mason City Motor Speedway on Tuesday. Bobby Pierce won that race. They were supposed to be at Red River Valley Wednesday. It got rained out, so they went moved that to Thursday. Mike Marler wins that race. River City Speedway on Friday. Ryan Gustin won that. And I-94 EMR Speedway on Saturday. Bobby Pierce uh, got his second win of the week. So World of Outlaw Sprint Cars were at Cedar Lake Friday and Saturday. Two of the big guys. Friday was Brad Sweet winning that one, and Saturday, David Gravel. So, again... We talked about this, I think, a week ago or two weeks ago. These two are probably going to be the ones it comes down to for the championship, like it has the last couple of years. So It's exciting, man. Yeah. Um, coming up this week, uh, some more dirt racing. We have USAC Sprint Cars at Macon on Friday and Saturday. Uh, the Ricky Thornton Late Models, a.k.a. Lucas Oil Late Models at Deer Creek Speedway. That'll be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday show. Uh, the All-Star Circuit of Champions, the best, uh, I'm still saying it, the best sprint car group, 410 sprint car group, in the country. All-Star Circuit Champions. Watch it. It's going to be Ransomville Friday night and Sharon Speedway Saturday night. And then the second best World of Outlaw Sprint Cars, 34 Raceway Friday and Wilmot's Raceway on Saturday. We are now in July, which means some big cash coming up for the Sprint Cars. Yep. we got the Eldora. Uh, this is not – this is in two weeks, I believe. Yes. We have the Eldora Million. It's going to be a big money show, and that will lead right into the King's Royal. Another nice. big money show. Not as big money as million dollars, but pretty dang big. That's awesome. Dude, we gotta have a we're gonna have a King's Royal party. Got King's Royal party? Yep. Actually right. you probably won't be around. But that's okay. No, probably not. No, I think you are actually. It's an off weekend. This coming weekend? No. Next weekend. Mm. Yeah. Because you'll run Wednesday night. That's right. And you're yep. on. Oh, we definitely gotta have a King's Royal party. Alright, we can have a King's Royal party. Oh, it's so fun. Well, let's get into the NASCAR stuff, man. We got Arkham Menards West at Irwindale on Saturday. Sean Hingarani hits the wall while leading. Yeah, that's some karma, ain't it? Yeah. What, after just running over? After after running over <laughs> Swalich 14 times. <laughs> yep. So he hits the wall while leading. Trevor Huddleston wins his third career West race in, at his home track. Yeah, that's pretty cool to win your home track, especially in a touring series like that. That doesn't always uh, – it's not always possible, right? So. Yeah pretty cool to see that and then uh we had nascar cup and xfinity at the chicago street fo- at the chicago street course um what do you they, think ah 
thought it was pretty cool. Um, the, I mean, it sucked that it rained. I wish mm-hmm. we would have kind of seen some of the racing without the rain. And obviously, the NASCAR Xfinity race got shortened due to rain and postponing and other things. Um, but it, uh, I was told they didn't really want NASCAR there, like the yeah. new ma- the new mayor didn't yeah. want NASCAR there, and they made it really difficult to get those races in. Yeah. Um, Because there's a new mayor that... We're going to get into the weeds here, huh? Yeah, we are getting into the weeds a little Um, bit. Yeah, so even if... Okay, so it was a four-year deal, I believe, with Chicago, right? To run Chicago land. That obviously got put out. um, It it was something like that. So they had to fill this gap, right? They want to do a street course. I get it. I don't know if Chicago is the best place for that. It put on great race. I thought it was a good race. Both yeah. races. Like it's a good the layout was good. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it it Yeah. It, I thought it, it was different. Like yes. I I thought it was really cool to see those cars on a on a street course and um did it put on the best racing? Probably not. It was okay. But it's okay. right, that's okay. But it, it was exciting. We, I yeah, think it was exciting because it was something new and different. Yes. I'm and okay with that. I am I am too. Oh, and yes. Okay. <laughs> so the Xfinity race, I mean, we don't have but so much to talk about there other than Cole Custer comes away with a win. Well, see, this is what okay, so this bothered me for the Xfinity this is what bothered me about street racing. In Chicagoland Speedway. I mean, I'm pulling a name out of the hat here, but let's just go with Chicagoland. If it rains, everybody knows you have Monday. Everybody knows you have Tuesday. Everybody knows you have Wednesday. You can race this race whenever you need to. You can't do that with a street race. Yeah. You can do it with a road course, but you cannot do it with a street race. Now, I was told that Monday was available. They would let them run Monday, but NASCAR did not want to do that with an Xfinity race. I'm sorry. We have a set of rules, right? We get to the end of stage two or we get to halfway. As an engineer or crew chief or people making decisions to set your team up to win these races... I think it's BS that we cut the race short. I do too. Why? Why are we not? No, I, that just on both on both sides. Yeah. Then they shortened the race twenty five laps, or was it twenty? Yeah, twenty five laps or fifteen, yep. whatever it was, to seventy five laps for the Cup race. Why? If you oh, had the option, it looked like it was getting dark there. That's fine, I mean, but you I, knew it, that. Yeah. You knew that taking the green when you did. Yep. Right. Yep. So why are we doing that? So why don't we just say let's run. Up until this point of the race, we know we have good weather tomorrow. Let's run it in the rest in the morning. Yeah. If you were told that you were okay to run Monday, why are we making a decision to run these laps? I, I just you're you're literally leaving it up to chance of what this engineer or crew chief thinks or what this crew chief thinks about when to pit. I mean, like I said, we're getting in the weeds, but like your your rules are rules, right? Yeah. This is supposed to be a hundred lap race. Why are we running seventy five? And I'm sure it's stuff that I don't even know, right? I, I know it's got dark. That's fine, but guess what? Then we have tomorrow. You don't shorten the race because you're taking it away from the fans that came yeah. there to watch the race. You're taking it away from the drivers who, you know, they want to win race. So what are they you know, I, I don't know. That just I don't know if that was the right decision. I feel like the racing itself turned out to be halfway decent, but you made the experience kind of shaky. Yeah, I can agree with all of that. Yeah, like, I... It almost seems like... For the people who bought their tickets, what, what, I mean, were people buying tickets to this race, or was it kind of yeah, like... I'm sure, like, some areas had... You ticket, know, ticket, yeah. Yeah, so, bleachers and stuff like that. Like, they kind of got shortened. Yeah. A little bit of their dollar because they thought they were going to get a, two full races in and they didn't complete either one of them really no um you didn't get what you paid for in both races yeah that ticks me off and if it's rain like you know what i'm saying like if it gets to 10 to go and it rains okay we, we've been down that road before shorten it yeah i don't care if you don't want to bring people back for two laps who says it's going to be two laps in the xfinity race why can't you just run it monday yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That just aggravated me. 
Yeah. I mean, me too. And, but either way, like, I hope they go back or do, if, if they don't go back to Chicago, I, like, I, I hope they do it again somewhere else. Like somebody in the sports said we should do this, but we should do it at a different place every year. Like, yeah. so next yeah. year F1 is, or, you know, like F1's going to go to Vegas. That would be good. Vegas is a, where we've had our banquet. You know what I mean? Like we've been racing Las Vegas for years. Why not run a street course there? Could you imagine doing it the same weekend as F1? That would be hard because they run on Sunday. Yeah, I know. But yes. I know. But, but that would be that would be epic. Hey, I wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning to watch F1 races. <laughs> I walk up at 7 o'clock to watch it live, you know what I mean, yeah. at, in Vegas. I mean, yeah. I get it. That would be, yeah. The I'm, Miami street course, I mean, you know, for some, F1, they have it there. Exactly. Nashville, they run uh, the streets in Nashville. So yeah, that's why I think it was probably that's why I think it was probably something to do with you had a deal with Chicago to put this amount of races in this area. But you know what? If it comes down to it, let's don't go back. Yeah. Let's go somewhere else. And I'm not saying I'm not saying it's against Chicago, but like somewhere a little safer. There was a lot there yeah, so I heard a lot of things. So I had the potential to go spot this race this weekend. Yeah. And um, it just didn't work out the way, you know, that would have been good for me. It's bad to say. I mean, I'm going to take every opportunity I can get, but some things are just more important. Yeah. And I couldn't It would have been logistically hard. Yes, it would have. So I couldn't go. Well, thank God, because it poured its ass off. Yeah. Um, but that's part of it. I'm good with it. Um, but there was some... Security. Se- some security problems, and like... I just you know, I I just don't think this place is where we need to, like, you know, back in the '90s, we were going to all these different places because we wanted to expand, right? Yep. I'm I I don't I think NASCAR realizes that that's not where what we need to be doing. Did you see where in between uh, Saturday and Sunday they had people like on the racetrack? Yeah, <laughs> it was like, um, like uh, probably more than twenty. Yeah, <laughs> it's like holy cow! How do yeah. you get that under wraps, man? It's crazy. I mean, that's what they should <laughs> have shown during the rain delay. <laughs> that's what they should have shown. You're right. But, um, but dude, the cup race. Um, Kyle Busch. I want to bring up him for a minute. Okay, plows it in the barriers and Keeps comes it. back for top top five. five. Yep. Yeah, super badass. Shane Van Gisbergen, man. Dude, what a drive. I've watched him in V8 Supercars, and he is badass. I did not expect him to come win a cup race, though. No, I didn't either. You texted me, so I didn't get to watch the whole race. Like, right. I, I got home just enough to see, like, the last six laps. And you're texting me, you're like, SVG is going to win this race. And I'm like, dude, what? Who in the heck is SVG? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, dude, I like, the last few laps, I was just smiling because I'm like, Getting to watch something that's yeah. super impressive. Nobody has done it since the 60s. Yeah. First to, time since 1960 anybody to, has done this. To come in and do it, your your first cup start to win it. And back then, you're, you're talking about the this this is a new sport. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's relatively new. So you do have this new crop every year coming in where here it's kind of set. You know, yeah. for, for a 10-year span, you're kind of – Got the same at least 25, 30 guys. Yeah. Um, a lot of the drivers had said that if there was anybody that could come in and do it, it would have been him yeah. on this course. Because, I mean, the supercars they run on street courses. The cars are similar. Cars are very similar. Yep. Although he's had to sit on a different side. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, think about that. I mean, yeah, that's that's wild. I'm, I'm telling you're having you. to shift with your Dude, opposite hand than what you're used to. I was texting you and my eyes were, I mean raised it was like yeah. it was crazy it's it's like this guy's actually gonna do it and he did it in like it didn't get handed to him he drove from like 18th with like i think 20 to go yeah and Hell then when he wrong. got to haley so when he passed uh chase right mm-hmm. when he passed chase elliott i was like oh wow uh, he made that look easy yeah he's gonna and he he did it with like ease and yeah. it wasn't like he got to him and passed him he sat there for a while and kind of he picked apart like this is what good road course drivers do. They pick a part where they're better than you. Well, that's where I'm going to pass you. I'm not going to push it right over here where we're the same. I'm going to 
I'm going to get you where I know you're bad. Yep. That's exactly what he did. And when he got to Haley, he knew when to set him up. He let Haley blow past him. Do the crossover. That, and did the crossover and got right in front of him. Didn't have to fight him. Didn't have to lose position to anybody else. Didn't have Chase Elliott on their bumper making a dumb move. Yep. It was awesome. Yeah. The thing that I noticed was it looked so calculated and so smooth. Like when Justin Haley threw the crossover back to get back by him, like Justin was out of shape. And you could yeah. tell, like getting down the corner, the car was dancing. Almost it was locked him up. Yeah, yeah, almost locked him up. Like car was out of control um, almost the entire time when he was racing SVG. And he was like, that car was just stable, locked yeah. in. I mean, and it was just, it was awesome to watch. What was just funny? his racecraft. Yeah, because what was funny was. You see, like, when Haley had the run, he blocked him to the right, right? So, yeah. like, Haley's like, oh, no, I got to get to his right. When, honestly, Haley had such a good run, if he would have gotten to his left, he probably would have had a better opportunity in the corner after that to yeah. not to not lose it. And SVG was just like, I'm, I, dude, I'm pretty sure I saw his hand out the window. Like, yeah, go ahead. Come on. Come on, <laughs> Come by. Hey, let's, yeah, you should drive right down that corner like that. And he did. And it was wild. I mean, it was calculated. But yeah. that's what he does. That's what those guys do. And then yep. he also said, like, anybody that runs in the top five or ten of V8 supercars can come do this. Yeah. Well, dang, if that didn't make us look stupid as Americans on July 4th weekend. <laughs> holy crap. Yeah. That felt, I felt kind of. Robbed. <laughs> I had to eat a red, white, blue cookie after that race. I felt terrible. Yeah. Oh, man. I hope that he comes back. Um, and, you know, I will say hats off to Justin Marks and that whole track house organization for yep. putting this Project 91 car together and making appearances like this happen where they're giving someone a really good car yeah. and putting really talented people behind the wheel. And the one thing I'll say is, is like, you know, normally when you see these one-off deals kind of come through, they're robbing people from other teams and they're pulling people kind of out of the woodworks of their organization yeah. to come in and like crew this car for the weekend. Like that in itself is a, is a tough thing deal. To, yeah. yeah. Tough thing to put together. Yeah. And for them to put together a crew that's as solid as it was put together a car that's as solid it was as it was and let the nut behind the wheel you know like or the kiwi a, a, yeah the yeah, kiwi a, behind the wheel yeah. <laughs> adapt <laughs> is uh as quickly as he did and to go perform like they did i mean you can't you can't ask for you know a better storyline than no. that like it's it's incredibly awesome and, what they did and marcos ambrose was the same way yeah right marcos could come in and, and drive mm -hmm. but i would like to see you know i think one thing we're lacking though is we see these guys on ovals right because it's not what their forte is they're not that's what the, the project 91 is not for that but like i'd love to see what svg does on an oval oh me because too. the dude's got just tremendous uh, i'm not saying marcus ambrose didn't but like this is the new wave of like this guy's got it yeah i want to see it what track do you want to see him on if you had to pick um I don't know. I don't want to. See, I don't want to see him on a super speedway. I don't want to see him on a short, uh, short track. I would like to see him on like a, like a Phoenix. Okay. Which is, I feel kind of uh, well. In they kinda, yeah, they kind of call that short track, I guess. But like that's a two different corners, intermediate type of track. That's what I want. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. kind of something like that. I, I think that you. would be a good track or somewhere where, not. I don't want Arrow to be too involved because that's hard to learn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I uh, I don't feel like the short track package is totally right right now. No. I mean, obviously, it's a big discussion, but um, I want to put him on a track where... He has every opportunity to succeed. Yeah. Well, like, a, I want to see him be able to move around and adapt to different lines and different situations. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like on a short track, you're kind of locked in. Now... Um, Bristol like, might be good. Eh. Because there is two lanes at Bristol. Yeah, there is. There is. And V8 Supercars, like, I don't know if anybody watched it. I don't know if you watch it. Dude, it's, Dude, it's they madness. Dude, beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, So like, madness. I could see him coming in there and just, 
I think I think Bristol will be kind of fun too. But as far as like a first race to learn really the circle track side of things, I I would definitely like a Phoenix or I don't know some somewhere like that. Yeah, I, th- I feel like Phoenix would be a good spot for him. Yeah, and that might be a good race because that's the end of the year. Yeah, you know, I don't know if they're allowed to do that just because mm. I know it's a championship race. But I mean, why not? Yeah, the dude, he's got to have some kind of hall pass now. He done won his <laughs> first damn race. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He uh, super impressive, man. I I just I can't say that enough. It's I was so, so cool. I was so proud of him. I just wish he was American. Yeah, or this race wasn't on July fourth. <laughs> yeah. No. But uh, either uh, way, either way, good. Great finish for Justin Haley. He dude. had an impressive showing. Yeah, he he did. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll tell you another one was Jensen Button. He ran up front early in the race and then had the had problem yeah. on pit road, which I think put him behind a good bit. But either way, I mean, I was, I kind of looked at the running order. I'm like, wow, he's he's up there in for a rare racing car. Yes, yeah. correct. Yep. So. So coming up next weekend, we have the NASCAR Whale Modified Tour at Wall. That ought to be a really good race. Yeah. Uh, Arkham Menards and NASCAR Trucks go to Mid-Ohio Friday and Saturday. And NASCAR Cup and Xfinity are going to be at Atlanta Saturday and Sunday. The mile and a half super speedway. Yep. That should yep. be fun. Absolutely. Should be a good weekend of racing for those uh, those top series. Yeah, we've got to mention, man, we're getting close to this playoffs. That we are. Chase Elliott going to Atlanta. Chase, Chase Elliott got to win a race. Go I don't, North, I don't think he wins one this year. Well, if bold, he wants bold to, prediction. If he wants to be in the playoffs, he's got to do something. Yeah, he's running decent, but I don't think he's setting the world on fire like he needs to. I think it's going to be Atlanta or Watkins Glen. Yeah, yeah, he'll have a good shot at the Glen for sure. He won uh, Atlanta last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, he'll have a good shot at it for sure. So, two good wild card races. Yeah. I mean, two, two that he can wheelhouse races for, yeah, for Chase. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, that's a very, that's a very bold prediction. Yeah. I don't, I want to say that he doesn't make it in. All right. Alex Bowman on the cut line, too. Yeah. He, he got, that's your boy. Shoe boy. He did not have a good weekend. No, he did not. That's all right. Yeah. He, he, he he's another one though that can show up at some of these tracks that you don't expect, you know, and run really good. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I don't think he has to win, right? No, they're not saying that he has to win. He just has to make it points. He can't make it on points. Yes. Yeah, he's on the cut line right now. Yeah, I'm just saying, like Chase, because he was suspended, he has to make it with a win. Bowman. Well, I think four... he's so far back he couldn't make it on points. Oh, well, Bowman think... missed four races because of his injury. Yeah, but he, I don't. The waiver doesn't. I'm pretty sure the waiver is not that he has to win a race. No. Okay. So we're good. <laughs> 10-4. Well, everybody, we appreciate you all tuning in and listening each and every week. And um, we hope you continue to like and share our podcast and all of our episodes. Uh, please give us a like and follow on any of our social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also be sure to hit follow on any of the major podcast platforms you may be listening on. Till next week, guys. Yep. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to the Clear With Contact podcast. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Clear With Contact. Feel free to share and tell your friends. Until next time.